right. Welcome to our very second episode of Narc Gets Schooled. We have changed the title since the first episode to make it more broad so we can have future episodes. Um, we have a special guest with us over here. This is Cat Person. Um, Hi. That's her, that's her handle. That their handle. Um, right off the top. <laughs> right off the top. I screwed, screwed it up. And I was like, I'm not going to screw it up. Not it up. And I did. I did. It has been a long day for me. Um, but uh, so just to kind of update you, um, we were going to just do um, like a podcast that was called NARC Goes to LGBT School because okay. we were talking in NARC's Discord and uh, I, for, I think we were talking about um bears like yeah. bears in the in the gay community and he's <laughs> right. like how do you know so much about this like did you go to like gay school or something no like, you you brought yes, up you brought up gay school and i thought it was a real thing because i don't okay. know <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a young i wish it was who doesn't know anything so i don't know why it's not i equivalent gay school to like gay bars and stuff that's that's how you learn yeah stuff so or the internet, Plus the internet. yeah <laughs> Exactly. So, but we changed it so we can continue to teach Narc about life because he is but a wee babe who knows nothing about anything. It's true. So, it is. He he barely knows how to cook an egg. Oh, gosh. Bless his little soul. So, yeah. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about gender and gender identity, gender expression, and all the different kinds of genders so let's uh let's get into it okay so what is gender gender is the behavioral cultural or psychological traits typically associated with one sex and that is the definition provided by miriam webster um the world health organization says that gender refers to the characteristics of women men girls and boys that are socially constructed this includes norms, behaviors, and roles associated with being a woman, man, girl, or boy, as well as the relationships with each other. As a social construct, gender varies from society to society and can change over time. All right. So, who, who said that? The World Health Organization. Who? <laughs> I know. That's why I made the joke. Who? <laughs> I'm gullible. You can't do that to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. To be fair, I didn't get it either. It's because I'm too good. Yep. Yeah, it's totally because yep. right over my <laughs> head. So that is the definition of gender. So gender identity is how a person feels and who they know themselves to be when it comes to their gender. There are more than two genders, even though in our society genders are most the genders that are most recognized are male and female, which are called a gender binary. And that is usually based on someone's anatomy, the genitals that they are born with. This is gender assignment or assigned sex, and it is based on an assumption that someone's genitals match their gender. And that kind of blurb is sort of ad lib from Teen Talk. I kind of spun my own words into it, but <laughs> the general paragraph is from teentalk.ca. Gender expression is um, how a person publicly pre presents themselves or expresses their gender. This can include behavior and outward appearance such as dress, hair, makeup, body language, and voice. A 
person's chosen name and pronoun are also common ways of expressing gender. Others perceive a person's gender through these attributes, and that's from the Ontario Human Rights Commission. So does gender identity and gender expression kind of go hand in hand? They're similar, but they are two different things. Mm -hmm. So someone's gender identity is how they identify and how they feel, and their gender expression is how they express how they feel inside. Is that correct, Kat? Yeah, that, that's how I understand it. Okay. So they they usually will go hand in hand, okay. but I'm sure that there are people out there that it doesn't, you know, like I typically fall right in the center of the spectrum, but I present openly very femininely and I like those parts of myself, but that doesn't make me any less non-binary, you know, okay. so my gender expression is more feminine, but my my gender itself is definitely more right in the middle basically yeah so just like with anything it's like some some people some people do some people don't yeah yeah pretty much okay. um i mean gender in general is just a very personal thing obviously and everybody's gonna feel a little bit differently about mm -hmm. it so the different kinds of genders how many genders do you think that there are narc okay so i know that depending on who you talk to the number changes because yeah. people kind of add what they want and i'm going to guess it becomes a nebulous void at a certain point and it's just kind of any number that you decide yeah i mean i i feel like the correct answer to that question would probably just be infinite it 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 depends on what you are going to take and put into a small box that you determine as a gender. Does that make sense? I wouldn't say that there is like a set number of genders. It's more on a sliding scale or a spectrum. Um, so you could fall anywhere between zero to a hundred or zero to a thousand or zero to a million. Like it, it just depends on the person. It's kind of what I was trying to get at. I think I just kind of yeah. worded it weirdly. I get what you, I get what you meant. <laughs> I think you so, were trying to rack your brain for a number, and I don't think that there is one. Yeah, it's the yeah. way that I worded it. It was, yeah. it was a trick. <laughs> it was a loaded question, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, um, didn't, I think this was also from Teen Talk, but um, there are many different gender identities, including male, female, transgender, gender neutral, non-binary, agender, pangender, genderqueer, two-spirit, third gender, and all, none, or a combination of these. What's pangender? I actually don't know the answer to that question. You looked <laughs> at me, but I can't answer that. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly, but... Wow, learning for people who don't even know things. Wow. That's... So this says, what does pan pangender refer refers to a person whose gender identity is not limited to one gender and may encompass all genders at once. So rather than gender fluid, yeah. that would switch kind of between, you know, different genders. This is kind of like all of them encompass. That's what I was going to guess because yeah. as a pan romantic, yeah, I Me too. have love for all different genders. So mm -hmm. I was going to assume like that means that they are all the genders all at once <laughs> well a gender is the opposite of that where you just don't have one okay. at all i have a friend who is a gender that i didn't know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah they came mm -hmm. out right around the same time as i did 
Any questions, Mark? Um, I don't think so. Any of the other um, genders? No, I mean, it's pretty much all the same as, like, the, uh, the discussion we had last time. It kind of just all was, like, the same sort of prefixes. Not particularly rocket science. <laughs> I'm sure not <laughs> yet, anyway. <laughs> sure, the further down the rabbit hole you go, the more confusing it probably gets. <laughs> I'm a little confused on why transgender was listed in that list. Because trans being as an umbrella, um, because as somebody who's non-binary, I actually do identify with the trans label. Trans just mm -hmm. essentially means that you don't identify as the gender that you were assigned at birth. Um, so it's kind of weird that it fell under that, um, but it, it might have just been kind of a an older view of the list or something like that. But Yeah, or it might be because some people identify as that. Like it might just be because it's not like a way that people identify like they're a transgender person. Right, I guess so could be that i'm certainly not an expert on gender which is exactly why i brought you <laughs> on here yeah i just As, i just thought it was interesting yeah. i i didn't really expect an answer or anything don't worry oh one that they one that they left out uh mm. sort of is cisgender i mean they mm. said male and female but like right more to the point is cisgender which mm -hmm. i see narc is raising his hand here well <laughs> um I feel like a lot of people feel like that's a dirty term. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was one of those people before I, you know, educated myself. I thought like, oh, like that's a way for like trans people to like insult people that were born in the the right body using quotations mm -hmm. for people that aren't viewing the video. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, it's a... Uh, I felt like attacked. I'm like, well, it's not my fault. And like, I support you and blah, blah, blah. But then mm -hmm. I just realized it's just a way of differentiating. Dif I'm very tired today. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know the word I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> making, telling the difference between someone that is trans and then someone that is not. It's mm -hmm. just the opposite word to trans. Yeah, I think because most of those people have some sort of internalized, you know, um, transphobia of some sort and so they view trans as sort of a dirty word and so they view cis as also sort of a dirty word if that makes sense and it's not necessarily their fault by any means um, I felt the same way for a long time and I get that um, but yeah I think I think that that's why maybe a lot of people don't like to identify with, with that um, but using any other term is inherently a little bit transphobic you know what I mean like I've heard a lot of people say like Oh, I'm a natural born woman. And it's like, oh my God, shut yeah, up. Like, um, did you not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that is so much worse. Please just use the word cis. Um, I mean, I feel like you could use any of those titles as like a insult if you of course. say it yeah. in a certain yeah. way. I have seen some trans people use like, oh, cisgendered people. Totally. That's part yeah. of the reason why I I felt attacked at one point was because it was like, oh, yeah. like this person is like insulting my gender, mm -hmm. but you know, that's what they deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I really shouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that those people are probably just hurting a little bit themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, I did want to talk a little bit specifically about Two-Spirit because um, I feel like a lot of people are confused about what Two-Spirit actually is and the history about it. Um, I don't have the information up on my screen right now, but um, it is a Native American Indigenous person's label. Mm -hmm. It is not really for anyone else to use um, unless you are of native descent um and it was it was something that they took great pride in if someone was two-spirit like it was celebrated yeah it was ceremonial yeah yeah um and then when white people came over (laughs) and took over Mm -hmm. they brought with them the homophobia and transphobia and everything and kind of took that away from them Mm -hmm. and made them believe that being two-spirit was not okay like you have to be your assigned gender your assigned Mm -hmm. sex so um it's only not like super super recently but more recently that um they're kind of reclaiming and re-celebrating being two-spirit again Mm -hmm. which yeah my my agender friend actually has a a a two-spirit friend um they grew up on Manitoulin Island. Um, and my family is of Cree descent. It's beautiful um, there. I've been there. It is. I used to live, um, basically, there's like a little port um, that you travel by ferry to Manitoulin Island. And I used to live in that port town. Um, I've been to that port town. And it's, yeah. It's stinky. <laughs> it is a little bit. Uh, there's, there's a paper mill there and it, it smells kind of like eggs all the time. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know a whole lot about two-spirit people, um, but I think it's really important um, that it is becoming a little bit more widely known. And I, I like that it's included in the, the LGBTQ plus uh, tag now. The long is... acronym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, two, a- or yeah, the two, is it two S or is it just the two? I think it's just the two, but I might be wrong. I think it's okay. just the but when you see the number, when you see a two in the big long acronym for LGBTQ, the whole thing, yeah, we just keep it at LGBTQ plus for our podcast because it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> long um, two LGBTQIAP plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is what it is. It's the two spirit. Yeah, they are included in our community. So, all right. Do we actually want to go through that acronym? Yeah, why not? So, I don't have it up on my screen, but so the L, Two Spirit. <laughs> yeah, do you want to guess them? <laughs> yeah, let's have Nark guess them. So let's let's do L, Nark. I don't get a prize if yes, I get them all right, do I? I'll buy you a cookie. You owe me a cookie or something? No. I feel like you do. I'll buy you two then. Okay, fine. Uh, L's lesbian. Uh, mm-hmm. B is gay. B is bi. T is trans. Um, A is asexual. Q. Oh, Q. Queer. Or questioning. A. Yes, it's a double. It's I first. Um, intersex. Yep. Very good. <laughs> so I think there might be a second option for that one. Let me double check. You can keep going. Is the A's next, right? Yep. Okay, let's 
A gender. I believe it's asexual. Close. That was, yeah. I was, I was, that was gonna be the next guess. <laughs> and normally genders aren't included in that acronym. Yeah. Okay. It's the uh, sexual orientations. Okay. It is intersex, from what I can tell. There's no no double meaning. I don't think so. Not that I can see. Is there any other? There's a P. Uh, pansexual. Yes. Nice job. Yay! I, I, you get a cookie. For a second, I'm like, what the fuck starts with P? <laughs> Isn't it way and then there's long? There's the plus for everything else. Yeah. That yeah. Isn't included. Yeah, because I've seen it where it's like, I don't know how many layers, but it looks like it's at least ten. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's a lot of debate on whether the A is actually asexual or if it's um, ally. And right. the general consensus is that it is asexual and that if you try and make it about allies, that you are basically You're not an participating ally. <laughs> in asexual erasure. Um, yeah. Is that not... It's, uh, it's actually a big thing on Twitch in particular. A lot, a lot, a lot of people using the LGBTQ tag when they're just an ally, which, like, I, I, I personally yeah. think it's fine. Um, you know, if it's an LGBTQ safe space i think that you deserve to yeah, use the day but if it's a safe um, space and you're like you're an lgbt friendly person then yeah yeah i think so too cool. um but for a long time i think there was a kind of a big debate in the community on whether or not that was uh, allies or not and it was mostly allies saying that and then people from the lgbtq being like well actually <laughs> that that a is yeah. not for you <laughs> um doesn't the whole yeah I actually one... yeah the long acronym doesn't it have like multiple A's, like or at least two. I think you're correct, but I'm not sure. And I definitely remember. I think there's a couple different long acronyms that people use. I think so too. Yeah. That's more and more confusing the further we go. Yep, and that's exactly why we have a whole mini series dedicated to LGBTQ plus. It's it can't be handled in just one episode. Podcast, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's awesome that you actually mentioned that, Kat, because one of our friends who is asexual, um, when I was asking questions on um, my Instagram, like what people wanted me to bring up and what that, people wanted to know. That you said fuck privacy um, for. What? Nothing. Say nothing. Narc had his own question about about that. Mm -hmm. he, he replied butt stuff. Narc oh, wants to know about butt stuff. I can tell so. you all about the butt stuff. Everybody's got yeah. a butt. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> well, not everybody. Most people have a butt. Not everybody. Well, yeah, if you're born. Fun fact, wait. my sister was actually born without a butt. Then, a lot of people make her a butt. a butt. Then the doctor's got to literally rip you a new one. It's a little, bit. Uh, a little bit more common than you think, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, uh, our mutual friend um, said that asexuals are LGBTQIA2S+. Allies mm -hmm. are wonderful, but that A is ours. Yep. That's so exactly I how like, I feel about it, too. Yes. I briefly talked about asexuality in our intro episode, but I think I'm going to go more in depth about every sexuality in the LGBTQ plus acronym. Uh, and yeah, that's a misconception. I think that we should make crystal clear. Allies, we love you, but you're not in our acronym. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. So. I have some interview questions for Kat that we shall get to now, I believe. 
Um, all right. So, um, what is your gender identity, Kat? Uh, so I identify as, um, I would say non-binary uh, is probably the best label to put on it. Um, but I also like things like gender queer um, or just gender non-conforming. Um, it's, it's kind of, all of these gender terms are kind of umbrella terms of like, I'm somewhere out of the binary, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. So everyone, ma majority of people are here. You're somewhere over here. I, well, it's more like the two opposite ends of the binary are, say, on left and right, and I'm somewhere floating right in the middle on the sliding scale I'm, between the two binaries. I'm going to keep with sense? this thing because I just put group and group instead of okay. sidebar. So it's actually perfect. I don't know what's it, what it's like on your guys' screen, but NARC is over on the left for me. And yep. I'm all the way over on the right, and Kat's in the middle. So <laughs> I'm feminine, I'm cisgender female, Narc is cisgender male, masculine, and then Kat is in the middle. I'm just like floating sure around about that. amorphous yeah, over here. <laughs> just being Cat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how Whatever it is. Whatever they want to be. <laughs> and I mean, it changes from day to day like so trans is an umbrella term that defines that you are somewhere uh you don't identify with the sex that you were assigned at birth um and then underneath the trans umbrella from my understanding there is the non-binary umbrella which means you then also just don't fall into the gender binary either and then underneath the non-binary umbrella there is even more gender identities like agender, two-spirit, um, genderqueer, gender nonconforming. Um, there's so many more, like we were saying, uh, pan-gender, stuff like that. Um, they all fall underneath the non-binary umbrella. And I'm not really sure which I identify with the most. I think for me, the, the one I identify with the most is just non-binary. I'm somewhere over in between the two and some days I fall into the, the female gender binary and some days I don't. So, so you could say it is like an onion with many layers. Yes. Yeah, that's how gender works. <laughs> Honestly, that's how sexuality works. Fantastic. Yeah. Easy concepts. And like the thing I said before, you could be all none or a combination of mm -hmm. any genders. So. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it kind of is a sliding scale. It moves. Gender is fluid. Sexuality is. is fluid. So you, so you cut the onion in half and you take some layers off the one side. And this isn't Shrek, Nark. <laughs> it makes it easier for me to understand it, okay? Are you sure a Toy Story reference wouldn't make it easier for you to understand? The, the, you can't make a Toy Story reference with this. Shrek... There's a snake in the boot, Nark. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work. I'm pulling straws here. Pulling snakes out of boots. I don't know why there's a snake in your boot in the first place. There's not. There's one in yours. There, I don't own boots. Let us continue. You, you poor, poor child. I... Boots are life. Anyway, so you kind of went through my second question is explaining what that means to baby narc and others who have no, no clue what non-binary is. Mm -hmm. um, so what pronouns do you prefer? So I had some debate about this throughout my journey. I think at the beginning, um, I started using they, them pronouns originally when I started to become part of some communities on Twitch um, because they were new people. And I was like, this is going to be easy. I'll just use they, them pronouns. It'll be fine. 
And it's always been super easy. I can't even remember a time where somebody on Twitch has misgendered me. It has been like perfect all the way through, which is awesome. Um, in my real life, I said for a very long time that like, oh, I don't really mind if you use she, her, or they, them. It doesn't really bother me. But like, mm -hmm. now I hear somebody use she, her, and I'm just like, you know, I'm non-binary. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, come on. Um, but yes, what is your question? How do you feel about terms like dude? Because I use okay. I use that as just like, a... yeah, I I totally get you. Um, that is a super good question. I personally, and this does vary completely person to person. So it's always a good question to ask if you do know somebody who is questioning their gender or openly, you know, under the, the non-binary umbrella. Um, it's a good thing to ask them first because it can make a lot of people feel really dysphoric. If you don't know what dysphoria is, it's just like an uncomfiness with mm -hmm. like Dude. being misgendered or yeah. yeah, or even just it your can really body. Someone not fitting your gender um like i personally have a lot of chest dysphoria um i'm totally fine with the rest of my body but like i just don't like my chest and it's been like that for pretty much my whole life um like you're wearing a shirt that's yeah. too big or too small it just it ain't it ain't right something something's not yeah something's not sitting right or like don't call attention or there's like a, or there's like a tag inside that's like itching Ooh. your skin all the time that's kind of what it feels like <laughs> Um, and it's not like dysmorphia where like you look in the mirror and you see something else. It's not that. It's just like I have like no attachment to my chest. Like just don't care about it at all. And it doesn't feel like me. Um, but yeah, those kind of terms like dude or bro or um, what are other ones that people use? I like using cheese. Uh, I used to call everyone sir. Yeah. As, like a preteen, I used to just call everyone sir. Yeah. Like, no matter their gender, I would just call everyone sir. But, like, if you were to say that to a trans woman, that would yeah. be really dysphoric for a lot of people. Um, people who used to, you know, live their life as a man and now are living their true selves as a trans woman, they would probably feel really shitty being referred to as sir, you know? Yeah, um, which so is exactly thing why I stopped saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I personally find myself using the, the phrase dude all the time all the time and i don't have a problem when people use it with me um but i am actually trying to erase that from my vocabulary because i know that not everybody feels that way um and i'm trying to switch things like i say y'all a lot now because it's gender neutral yeah. um and i'm not american but i say it all the time um and i say folks a lot too um because folks is gender neutral and usually when you're spelling it out in a gender neutral way you would spell it f-o-l-x um why is that uh, that's something that i've not even really ever understood i was like, unaware so, that that was even a way to spell that word yeah so as uh yeah. when it was used more commonly um you know years and years ago it was f-o-l-k-s and that was used pretty much to address an audience of men, um, or at least that was my understanding of it. So in order to make it more gender neutral, uh, most people spell it with an X. Um, yeah, I could be totally off no base idea. there, but I believe that that's the case. Because um, I always thought that folks like with the K mm -hmm. and the S was just gender neutral. But I feel like it probably is too, and most people, I think, using it these days would feel the same. Um, but mm -hmm. I think they're 
there there has to be more to it than that. Um, I personally yeah. don't know the story behind it, but I do Carl know that Ford most people. Yeah, I think a lot of people just prefer it with the X, and so that's the way that I type it. Um, but yeah, I've I've been doing my best to erase those types of phrases from my vocabulary because I know that it's not inclusive to everybody. But personally, to answer your question, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, yeah, I I identify a lot more with male honorifics and pronouns than I do with female ones, only because I'm obviously assigned female birth and like that just feels uncomfy to me. It feels like when people use those honorifics with me, they're not respecting my gender. Um, but I, I do understand that that's just a me thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I would be super upset about it, but it's something that I'm conscious of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just, I'll start calling people chief because that's gender neutral. Anyone can be a chief. My, my yeah, favorite. problem with that too, though. Yeah. That's, that's a little rough on, on Native Americans. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I think about it more in like a military term. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think a lot of people are really enjoying um, my favorite greeting lately has been hello cowards. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sup fuckers. That's amazing. <laughs> Sup nerds, something like that. Like I like saying right. sup nerds. Yeah, those are all gender neutral. Yeah. I just kind of swear a lot, so uh, you know, calling just sup fucker. That works. It's Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are all gender sup neutral. Fuckers. Exactly. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure you've said that a couple times, like greeting your Discord in the morning, like "Good morning, fuckers." <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I get to work in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't Yeah. You, you, I have to talk to people. Yeah, you. Yeah, you have to spend all day wearing a mask and have to tell people to put it. In. Let's not get into this. this. Is not. Yeah, this is not that episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Kat, when did you come out, and was it difficult or easy, and what were people's reactions? Oh, man. So I came out, like, probably, I came out, like, four different times. Um, the first time was coming out to myself, um, which was kind of, a, like, a two-year-long battle of me, like, thinking about it, and then thinking, like, oh, I don't identify as, like, like, I still present super feminine, and so I don't belong in this label. And that was, like, a hard thing to go through, obviously. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of worked through it entirely on my own. Um, and then, Saran, my partner, I ended up um, telling him one night. I, I totally forget how it came up in conversation. I totally forget. Um, but it was just, like, me jumping over myself to, like, get the words out and just tell him that like this is a thing I've been contemplating and thinking about for a while and he just went I know like I'm aware and I was like I know (laughs) um and I was like what do you mean you know and he's like I I noticed that you've been battling something with with gender for sure and you've had a lot of a lot of issues you know talking about it and everything and I was like well I was like through tears at this point and I was like well yeah you're a straight guy. Would you still love me? And he was like, you're still you. Like, you're always going to be you. It doesn't bother me at all. And the and weight was, like, was okay. lifted off your shoulders a little. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I had been thinking about this for like two years, the whole time we were dating. And yeah. it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders for him. Like, that was literally the best thing he could have said in that moment. 
Yeah, um, best case scenario. Seriously, um, I was so thankful. And then we just like didn't talk about it for a really long time <laughs> um, until I had worked through it some more. Um, and then I, I started sharing a lot of things on Facebook about being non-binary. I have another friend who's non-binary and like they would share a lot of stuff and I would share it on Facebook. And then one day I got a call from my sister and my sister was like, hey, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh God, this is not a conversation I'm prepared for. Um, yeah. And so I explained it to her and she was like, okay, conceptually I understand it, um, but I view you as being even more feminine than I am. So where does that leave me? And I was like, well, do you still identify as a woman? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, then you're still a woman. Like, it, it doesn't, However it doesn't matter. Identify. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why then, identity and expression aren't exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can express your gender however you want to, whether you identify as a female and you express yourself in more masculine ways, that's totally up to you. Yeah, and that's completely valid. Um, nobody can tell gender. you. <laughs> nobody can tell you that you you're not allowed to identify a certain way because you present a certain way. You know, um, I posted a couple things, more things on Facebook. Uh, one was like a what pronouns slash honorifics do you identify with? Like yes and no to all of these different like pronouns and honorifics. I think I and then that post, yeah, yeah. And then from there, my mom called me, and she was like have I been insulting you this whole time because I've been calling you she, her, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, because I didn't tell you. Yeah. So like, why would I be insulted when you didn't know? Um, but now that you know, <laughs> this is this is what I identify with. And she has not correctly used my pronouns once. Not once. Um, my mother and my sister both constantly misgendered me. on, And we talk on the phone like every day. And it's, it's really hard. Um, but I am out to my family, um, excluding my dad, because he literally wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> he's just like uh, one of those people who is like... Do you think he would like, switch pronouns or...? Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, I think he would be fine with it. Like when I came out to him as... Like I identify as panromantic and demisexual. Um, and hey. I told him that. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, those, those, that string of words sounds vaguely familiar. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um me and my girlfriend both identify as pandemic. Yeah. Uh I think I I know a lot of people, especially AFAB people that I identify that way. And I think it's, you know, a perfectly valid way to identify. And so does my dad. Like he just he he doesn't care. Um but I don't know about the switching pronouns things. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest reasons that I haven't brought it up with him. Um, is that like I can only handle so much misgendering. Yeah. Um, it's really frustrating. He, he has an excuse if you haven't come out to him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not out to like, I, I run a business and like, I'm not out to all my clients. So like, that's hard yeah. in and of itself. Um, but in terms of like my close circle of friends, everybody has been super duper understanding. Everybody has been amazing with my pronouns, like no issues. So, I mean, my close circle of friends is all very gay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, and a lot of them are, are gender not conforming in one way or another. Um, so yeah, there was, there was no issues there, but my family was a little bit more challenging. Mm, yeah. Still a little bit challenging, apparently, unfortunately. Yeah. A little bit frustrating. Come around. Um, they, the thing is, is like, they get it. 
they just don't like the best thing that you can do if you know somebody who is falling under the non-binary um or even falling under the trans umbrella and you have to switch pronouns you need to practice when they're not around that is the biggest thing if you keep referring to them as their old pronouns when they're not around you're going to misgender them when they are there and it needs to be a change that you start yourself because I'm not going to be around always to police you, you know? And it's uh, really not your job. No, honestly, Zeron takes the brunt of that when we're out in public. Cause obviously there's tons of people that like in the community that like, I don't see it often and like maybe don't know. Um, and he is the one who usually corrects them on my pronouns, which I'm so thankful for because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I will just sit there and be like real uncomfortable <laughs> instead of okay, correcting someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I'm trying My to, friends are yeah. really good about sticking up for me. I don't think about how much I use the pronouns in general because I don't, I don't think I do. It's not something you really think about. Mm-hmm. It's just like talking to people. Like I, I don't think I use pronouns in general. I just either call them their it's name. It's more when or... you're talking about a person that yeah. you're using their pronouns. Yeah. I think I just it's not where you're talking, talking to them. To someone, I think I just use you're not gonna be like they though. For the most part, it's just like I know a couple people who do. And they're not like the most quote unquote like woke people out there. They just default to they, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Well, norm- I like, wish I was one of those people. Because <laughs> the people I talk about with people are people who know that person, so I don't have to say what they are. It's just like, yeah, that person. You know exactly I'm, I say their name more often than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's one of the biggest reasons why I prefer they them pronouns is that I don't think anybody needs to know what genitals I have before they even meet me. Like, that is not important. And it should not define me in any sort of a way. Um, you whether you like it or not have preconceived notions of who somebody is or what they are like before you meet them based on their gender. And I don't think that that is important or should characterize me in any way. It's one of the biggest reasons I like they, them pronouns. Also just it's, it's like, what are they? Are they an amorphous blob? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just easy. They. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So the next question is, do you get misgendered? And if so, how does it affect you? <laughs> Literally every day, every day. Um, I'm the type of person who I, I'm a dog walker. I am outside on the street all day long. Like yesterday, I worked from like 10 a.m. until like 4 p.m. I didn't even go home once. Um, I'm always outside and I'm constantly catcalled. Constantly. It happens probably four or five times a day. Um, or I have just people walking up to me being like, oh, your dogs are so cute. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I actually have a t-shirt now that says, yes, we're training. And then in brackets underneath, it says, no, you can't say hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> because I just don't want people to talk to me. Um, and just meeting people on the street all the time or meeting people in the dog park all the time. My gender is assumed and I'm constantly misgendered and when it comes to me being out in a professional setting, which to me is walking down the sidewalk <laughs> because that's my job, um, it's hard for me to stick up for myself, like I said, and tell people like, hey, those aren't my preferred pronouns because people in the dog park are going to be like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> it's just going like, to start a conversation that you don't really want to get into with a stranger. Exactly. Yeah, it's just not worth it for me. Um, so with strangers, yeah. like, eh, it makes me uncomfortable, but, like, talking to strangers makes me uncomfortable. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. What are you um, going to do? <laughs> yeah, when it comes to my family doing it, it hurts. It sucks. Um, and it's constant um, and really frustrating. But there's not a whole lot that I can do about it um, because when I have corrected them, there's there's this thing that like most people in the trans community agree with, and that is that if somebody corrects you on their pronouns, please don't apologize. Please don't, because then that opens up the conversation for us to have to be like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. It's not fine. Like no. just I feel accept to say it. exactly. We're Canadians. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is how it works. Um, yeah. the best thing that you can do if you're corrected on somebody's pronouns is just be like, right, thank you. And then move on using the on. correct pronoun. Yeah. Um, and my family doesn't know that and doesn't do that. And so they go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, I, that must've been so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. It's just not worth having the conversation. Like, it's just not. So just, I just let it go most of the time. Just don't do it. Yeah. Don't apologize. Like it's just been, do it again. it's been like a year. If only correcting humans were as easy as correcting dogs. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. This is why we both work with dogs. I don't use corrections with dogs, but yeah, I get what you mean. I do gentle correction. Yeah, you... Gotta get the grooming done. Correct yeah, it's hard when you're in salt. that situation. Yeah, there's, there's a time limit. <laughs> okay. Um, so we kind of talked about this before. Um, how does how does gender I, I typed this real good you could tell that i really needed a nap after this how does gender different from assigned sex <laughs> oh gosh uh yeah you kind of touched on it at the top of the yeah. the podcast um um did you want to elaborate a little bit more about it or um i don't think so uh i think pretty much what you said is pretty clear about it your assigned sex is based on the genitals that you were born with um, and it's something that you're assigned at birth, um, which is why I identify with the acronym AFAB, A-F-A-B, which is assigned female at birth. And then there's AMAB, which is assigned male at birth. Um, so I am a trans non-binary AFAB person, um, which still, like, I don't use that acronym because, as I said, I don't think people need to know what genitals I have. No. Um, and there's tons of people who are completely intersex and yet are still assigned a specific gender at oh. birth. I yeah. think that's what the secondary eye is. No, that was the first eye. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Yeah, I got it right. Oh, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm um, it up. My God. Yeah, and like I, I know intersex people, and it's really traumatic for them to be assigned a specific gender at birth. Well, a sex at birth, and yeah, obviously, a, a lot of them end up undergoing surgery to correct their ambiguous genitalia. I did that in air quotes for people who can't see. Um. And it's it's usually really traumatic from them for them. Um, but yeah, your your gender can completely differ from from what sex you're assigned at birth. It, it they don't go hand in hand by any means. Um, sex refers to typically your genitals um, at birth, and your gender is how you feel inside. I actually have a little bit of an intersex story. Um, mm -hmm. My mom actually is friends with someone who's intersex, and uh, they only just found out 
as an adult, like as a full grown adult, mm-hmm. they had no idea. So they were born with ambiguous genitalia mm-hmm. and um, the doctor basically pressured the parents to make a decision um, about surgery when this person was an infant. Um, so they chose a gender for their child. Um, they were operated on given the correct air quotes uh, genitalia and um, had to take hormone replacement for their entire life and never understood why. Yep. A lot um, of parents pass it off as like a vitamin shot or something like that when their kids are kids. Yeah. And so I think there are until... laws being formed now about performing surgeries like so, that. Because that's, it's not okay. And like, yeah. unless there is some sort of function at risk, there's no need to perform such an unnecessary surgery. Like, unless you're not going to be able to go to the bathroom properly or there's some sort of, I don't know, infection risk or something. I don't know. Especially on the I'm infant. not a doctor. But there's there's no need. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a whole nother, this is a whole nother topic that I'm not going to yeah. get into. But like, what will bring you back another time. It's the same time. shit with circumcision and stuff like that. Like, there's no yeah. need. There's, there's no consent there. No. And, and that's basically how the person feels. Like yeah. finding out in their like later thirties that their gender isn't really their gender. God, and it's so hard. Like it's I don't know, like I can't even imagine what that would be like. It has to be so traumatic. Like finding so, out that late. If 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 you grew up that way and knew your whole life, I think that, you know, you could choose to share with who you needed to and you know keep it a secret yep. if you wanted to but that would be your choice and parents take away that choice from their kids and it's not okay like this person couldn't uh, didn't understand why they couldn't have kids mm-hmm. um because they didn't they weren't born with all the proper parts to mm-hmm. have kids um and they were i think they found out by accident from their doctor like and their doctor even with this person in their 30s, their doctor was like ordered not to tell them. And I then think that violates HIPAA. That, yeah, that feels illegal. Yeah, that yeah. must violate HIPAA somewhere. Super white, super yikes. Yeah, so I hope yeah. they're doing okay and figuring things out. I think they're, they're doing better now. But that I remember my mom telling me about that and it was just being a very traumatic time for that person. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. They were very, very angry with their parents for keeping that from them. Yeah. It's like, it's worse than finding out that you're adopted. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you can't technically equate the two situations, but no. I, I get where you're coming from for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's things that you could find out as an adult that your parents kept from you. Yeah. And it's just I can't even imagine terrible. my doctor keeping that from me. Like ah. you have a legal right to know exactly. at the age of 18. Well, 16 were, in Ontario. Um, it was kept from them in Ontario till their 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that must fall under like a don't ask, don't tell type situation, you know? I think this person needs to yeah. find a new doctor. Um, like, pretty sure that they did. Yeah. <laughs> First, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Personally, when I was 16 and I moved out of my parents' house, not for any reason other than I 
wanted my own place. Um, I moved out and I immediately went and requested all of my medical files. That was one of the things that I did when I was 16, because I was like, I need all of this myself. We've moved a million times. I'm sure my parents don't have them. I'm going to request all of them. And I was able to get them all. But I don't think most people would think that they would need to do that, you know? Especially at 16, you're smart. (laughs) (laughs) My parents suggested I did it. I'm not that smart. but. Got good parents. Yeah. All right. So the last question that I have is. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Yeah. So it's it's not super, super gender identity, gender expression based, but it does have to do with gender. And it is what does tox- toxic masculinity really mean? Because I feel like a lot of cisgendered males get uppity about it when really mm-hmm. they should be tearing it down as it affects them the most. Yeah. Um, so. For toxic masculinity is specifically, it's not, you know, it's it's societal standards. That's what it is. It's not, you're a bad dude. It's just, this is the way that I was taught, and this is how I was brought up, and this is what I think society wants from me, and so this is what I'm going to give it. Um, and that usually includes, you know, being socially domineering in a lot of ways. You know, I'm expected to my opinions matter people want to hear from me all of that type of stuff um when in society typically women and just afab people in general are told to be quiet a lot of the time um there i know that there was a study i'm not going to get it right by any means but there was a study done um on i believe university students where um the like amount that people talked in class was um recorded and that men were um like i think 70 percent or something like that like they were significantly more likely to open up discourse and talk in class but they synonymously felt that women were over domineering in class when they were only actually talking significantly less than they were um it's just kind of those societal standards that um, end up being pretty, you know, toxic. Um, it's the the boys will be boys type thing. When there was, you know, there's there's people in like Germany and Norway and stuff like that that are just like, what do you mean you get bullied in school for being smart? That's what you're there for. Why would people pick on you for that? Because it doesn't happen there, but it happens here. So that's not or a boys will boys be boys. Too feminine or yeah. boys not society's ideal man. Yeah. Then um, bullied. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't happen there. It, but for some reason, people here think, oh, it's just society. This is, you know, it's boys will be boys or whatever. Um, and so they just let it slide. But, like, we don't need to live in a society like that. Um, it's, you know, things like sexual coercion where no means prove me wrong or no means convince me um yeah i think that's a thing that and this doesn't say that like all men are taught this by any means personally my partner is like one of the like most um definitely like the polar opposite of a lot of these um descriptions that i'm giving um but there are some that he falls into and it's not his fault it's the way that has been raised and it's society standards of you know expressing yourself and 
not being able to show emotion because that's weakness, all of that type of stuff, all of that like shitty standards that we put on men in order to be considered manly men. But yeah, like I said, like it's not, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's not, no. but and it it's is other men. It's other like men that parents. perpetuate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's like not even always how they're raised by like their parents or anything. It's how they're raised yeah. by society, by their peers, by like everything, every like mm -hmm. their whole environment. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of the same, but usually the opposite that goes into AFAB people. Like when I was growing up, it was a good thing when I was a young teenager and somebody would catcall me. Oh, that means you're pretty. That means you're beautiful. People like you. Yeah, it's a compliment. No, it's fucking not. Like, it is absolutely no not. That. No. Um, there was one now, time I was crossing the street at a high school and uh, it was just like a couple blocks away from my high school and a couple blocks away from my house. Mm -hmm. And this guy, cat calls me out of his car. I'm like... 16 or 17 at the time yeah and he cat calls me and i tell him to fuck off and it's when i was crossing i was crossing the uh cross light when the walk sign was on and he was parked waiting to turn left so he was like right i was walking right in front of his car so me being the teenager that i am not knowing that there could be any danger in telling someone to fuck off when their cat calling me he gets out of his car in the left-hand turning lane. I bet you your in the stomach of just dropped. I thought I was going to die. I thought that was it. I thought this is the end for me because I just disrespected him because he was catcalling my underage ass and yeah. I told him to fuck off. Yeah. And now I'm going to die because of it. So, Earlier tonight, I was in my elevator, and there was this dude who was obviously inebriated, and he was, like, yelling into his phone. He had it, like, in his hand and was, like, on speakerphone with somebody, but, like, I couldn't hear them, like, at all. I had headphones in. I was, like, watching TikToks on my phone, just waiting yeah. for my floor, and he was getting off after me, um, and I looked to see what floor he was getting off at because I was really uncomfortable. He was not wearing a mask, of course. Um <laughs> And he was, like, yelling into his phone. And I couldn't tell if he was trying to talk to me or not. And then I heard him say something about, like, oh, you must be the biggest liar around, blah, blah, blah. And he stepped across the elevator towards me. And I swear to God, my heart fell out of my butt. Like, I was like, oh, my God, why are you getting even closer to me? It's like a four-foot elevator. Um, yeah, those elevators are not, not Yeah, <laughs> And he just stepped towards me. And I, like, was in the corner leaning back. And it was obvious that he was just fucked up. Like, just super yeah. inebriated. And I told him, like, to get away from me. Back up. Get away from me. And then it hit my floor and I just, like, took off. Um, but, like, that scared the shit out of me. And the only thing that I was doing was standing there on my phone. Not paying attention to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that this is not the question that you asked by any means. But, like... That, that kind of shit, like, happens all the time. And I think yeah. a lot of it is just because of the way that society tells men that they have to act. Because um, of their gender. It's all yeah. it's all coming back to gender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because their... It's like their gender expression and identity is being so forced upon them. 
and like how they're supposed to be like how they're supposed to express it mm-hmm. isn't a choice for most cisgendered males yeah and even some trans males i know mm-hmm. when they transition um there's an like, idea of passing male, yeah they want to pass as a male so bad that they fall into the trap of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. because they're like well i need i need to be i need to be one of the bros i need to be a man um and i i know of- trans men personally that go home and cry about that every day because they don't yeah. want to fit into that box they're they're yeah. somewhere outside of that and they feel for their safety they have to fit into that box because otherwise yeah. people might find out that they're trans and kill them yep and that's a very very real concern trans like people they're... are three times more likely to be a um victim of violence mm-hmm. well not just trans men sorry trans people in general yeah um my one friend um came out as a trans male i think when he was about 14 um 13 or 14 and later on when he was maybe 18 19 or so um decided that he was going to be where he felt more like i think he identifies as like trans male non-binary like gender fluid now trans Um, mass usually yeah so his uh he goes by he him or they them he doesn't really care um i've been calling him he since he was 14 so i just i stick with the he Mm -hmm. um sometimes i switch to they depending depending on the day (laughs) but um yeah he he struggled with that a lot where he felt like he was just trying to be the most masculine so he could pass because he naturally has some very feminine features Mm -hmm. so um he wanted to pass so bad that he really fell into that trap and uh he got sick of it he was like i i don't want to be like this so i don't i don't really feel like this is fitting me like i don't want to be this masculine i don't want to feel like i have to be bound by just being this macho man male so i'm just Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be whatever. I'm just going to be whatever I want to be on whatever day I want. So, and I think I think that one of the larger reasons that a lot of non-binary people are AFAB um is due to toxic masculinity. Um whether that, you know, it comes from both sides. It's, you know, whether that AMAB people aren't comfortable showing the fact that they, you know, maybe want to identify a little bit more femininely. But it's also from the opposite side, and I I can speak to this myself, is that I, like I said, I don't think that people need to know what kind of genitals I have when I first, or before I even meet them. Um, Mm. And I don't want to be treated as shittily as I was when I identified as a woman. And I think that a lot of AFAB people feel that way. And it gives me a lot of imposter syndrome in my own, like, non-binary journey of, like, do I, am I actually non-binary or do I just hate being a woman? Cause yeah. like, it's really hard to tell some days. Um, and I think that makes me question myself a lot. Um, and I know that it makes AMAB people question themselves a lot too, because it's like, do I just not fit into this like stereotypically macho man or, you know, do I not come out as non-binary because I'm afraid of how people will see me? as being effeminate or whatever 
it's all very complicated. There's like a lot, a lot that goes into a decision like that. And that doesn't say that like you can't change your mind because plenty of people do. Um, exactly. And it doesn't mean that it was just a phase. It is what it is. Gender and sexuality are both very fluid and you might identify differently in a couple of years, you know? I've had one friend change their gender two or three times and change their name and pronouns probably like four or five times. Yeah, and I, I just, have a friend like that as well. Okay, now your name is this, now your pronouns are this, I will correct myself. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple weekends ago, I saw one of my exes um, for the first time in a long time. We hadn't hung out in a very, very long time. Um, and he had a really hard time with both my name and pronouns because we haven't seen each other in like three years, four years. Um, and this was the first time that we had like even talked in that time period. So like he had a really hard time with it and like it's yeah. not his fault. Um, no, when you're also, that like, close to someone good. and they that's like they change that much, it can be a big adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most people are, you know, pretty aware of that for sure. I, I know I am, that's for sure. All right. Uh, something else I just thought of. Actually, actually Narg, do you, do you have anything you want to say about toxic masculinity? Like any, how, how do yeah, you what, feel about yeah, as, as this male? You probably have tons of experience with it. Um, actually, not as much as you'd think because me and the few friends I have, um, as I'm sure you can attest to, Kate, we are... Um, very endearing towards each other there's no um dick measuring contest it's like i have very much said that i want to smooch everyone at a bit and it's true i i do that with everyone like me and if if some random person read the text that me and one of my buddies at work send each other there would be many questions and there would be some there would be some hr discussions as well because <laughs> it's just a lot of like uh, dude, I will, I will smooch you so hard. I'll, dude, don't make me do it, because I'll do it. And like, I'll call you so hard. Yeah, like, um, at work, uh, when we first opened up again, uh, if two people were taking a half hour, we had to actually close the store, and uh, we were both like, hey, um, I know we're working together, so I'm like, do you want to like go on a date? I mean, if you're okay with it, like, if you're not, that's cool, whatever it is, you know. Um, but that's just kind of how it's been with all my friends, like, as far as I can remember, it's always just like, you know, they're your friends if and I know we love I'll just but um yeah, it's never been anything of like I am I like pretend to be like super macho masculine, like I talk loudly for no other reason than because I talk loudly. And like I I will another thing from work is um a couple one or two people make fun of me because like their impression of me is Burr! And it's like, yeah, yeah, I do that because it's just stupid. But, um, yeah, I, the reason I didn't say much when you two were talking is because, like, I've just, I've never experienced that personally. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a large boy. I think we have them back now. Yeah, back. Yay. We don't have your video, though. Oh, it's coming. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what That's happened. Okay. Narc was just saying that he he just was going over it again. He just hasn't really, uh, fortunately, hasn't really experienced much uh, toxic masculinity in his life. From your good. parents? Yeah, it's like your your dad, like, pressured you to 
do manly manly things or mm. i mean i know that a lot of people uh even just like growing up you're just like expected to suck it up don't cry even though you've hurt yourself all of that type of stuff um not really like i just kind of took a liking to tools because my, my dad's got a whole workroom so i'm like yeah i want to I, I like building things i like doing stuff with my hands um but no i've never really been i've never been told not to cry that i can remember unless i like you know you're at a, like a store and you're making a scene like stop, stop. yeah that's understandable because <laughs> then that's just a point of embarrassment for parents mm-hmm. that's not not that and i can't think of any time i was told you were going to go to the car if i continued to cry so i'm surprised if you remember that part. um but well, i can remember <laughs> my mom left me in a walmart parking lot once oh no like on purpose she she oh, okay yeah she forgot she forgot she brought me oh so she oh she didn't like do it as a punishment she just forgot about you no yeah she she forgot me i went inside and they they i knew her phone number they called her and she was just like oh thank goodness <laughs> just... i'm gonna be home in like 20 minutes and i was like yeah you left me uh back in in the parking lot um can you come back and she was like what do you mean i'm like i, I came <laughs> with you <laughs> i was like 11 it was fine oh my goodness Ow. Uh, how do you just I, I can't really answer that question honestly. I feel it's like I would of, be that mom. It's part of the reason that I'm not having children. So Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm not having kids either. Because I would totally forget my kid. Every hundred percent. I would be so stressed out all the time and yeah. exhausted and just forget that they exist. <clears throat> yeah. Or want to forget that they exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. But yeah, even with like the not crying thing, like I I will proudly proclaim this. I've cried twice in over a year now at two separate movies at scenes. Well, one one that really isn't sad at all. The other one, the other one, I feel like is was it Toy Story? Yes, it was. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> there, there's a reason I haven't watched Toy Story four again since I saw it in theaters yeah. because I. Oh, bawled my eyes out for like the last 10 minutes of the movie if you don't cry at toy story 3 no but i it was have no heart. it was toy story Emily 4 though I, was, I know but like toy story 3 i end, i oh I, I was so so close to crying at that point um and the other one was i i shed a tear at avengers endgame Be- yeah that was sad. Seen that. i That's i cry sad. almost every episode of tv that i watch like I am the sappiest of babies, and Zoran is the exact same way. A lot of the time, I'll look over, and we're both like, <laughs> when we're watching TV, like we're both so like emotionally invested in the characters. That's kind of like my neighbor. Like at my grade eight graduation, she started crying. Aww. Yeah. yeah, she's. I don't know. I guess she's kind of like my mom, so I guess I get it. But like, I just kind of like see her. She's like, she comes up and hugs me. She's crying. I'm like. Why are you crying? It's like, because it's because it's a big day. I'm like, well, did she watch you grow up? <laughs> yeah, but like, it's it's great graduation. Well, yeah, my dad, my dad cried on my grade eight graduation, but my dad is, uh, he is a victim of toxic masculinity. So he would not let me see him cry. Um, I only saw my dad cry for the first time about a, a week ago. Um, so. 
Yeah. Uh, he apparently cried when I couldn't see him at my grade grad. He like went off into his truck and cried. But I think yeah. I've only seen my dad cry once. Um, yeah, I feel like it's definitely an older generation thing that's being phased out. Like, oh, Narc, Narc is only 20, so. Yeah, that's a lie, though. I, I've seen my dad cry plenty of times at, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Like, he's he's always been, like, super open about that type of stuff. Like, he'll just, like, be sobbing and, like, laughing. Because he's like, this is so <laughs> stupid. Like, why am I crying right now? But, like, yeah. I've only ever actually seen him cry from being upset, like, once. Yeah. Yeah, my dad is, uh... He likes to pretend that he's like big, tough. He wears like a bunch of skulls and has like this big goatee and rides a motorcycle. And oh yeah, I've seen a picture of him before. Yeah, but he he's the biggest softies, not oh, threatening really it, at all. That it's so hard because I think that people are, for the most part, we're very emotional beings. All of us yes. are, and it's very sad to me to think that a lot of men feel like they're not supposed to be mm -hmm. because we're all the same fucking species. <laughs> um, we all have a lot of emotions and keeping them bottled up inside all the time is not healthy. Hey, you like completely described Bunny Nark's dad and that's weirded me out. Oh, we've been through this before. Yeah. I like, know, but it's still weird. Your girlfriend's dad and my dad seem very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fun when you start dating his daughter and you meet him for the first time when you actually, like, meet his family. Yeah, it, I assure you, he's probably just as harmless as my dad. Oh, absolutely, because it, I got lucky because it started off with... Toxic masculinity. No, it's not even that. I, he just always... He always wears that, but, like, it's just... He's a huge nerd. They've got lightsabers all over their living room and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, it's easy, yeah. but, like, seeing him, like, with my girlfriend is yeah. just, like... I'm dating your daughter, sir. <laughs> but no, after four years, I think I'm I'm still scared of him, but only because he he's just kind of like the the guy wears a leather jacket. He has multiple leather jackets for each season. So sounds like my kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, he's and he has like a skull ring. He um his does he have the on his old vehicle, he had a ram bar, and he's got his new vehicle. He's got two skulls, one on the hood and one like on the grill. Yeah, the, the guy likes his skulls. Yeah, my dad is like that too. Like I bought him, you know, the tire cap valves. Yep, they have skull ones. I oh, bought him those for his motorcycle. Yeah, he he has that on his vehicle too. He's got got skulls on all the tire caps. He, yeah. he also has Han Solo's dice hanging from the rear view mirror, so that if that tells you anything. My my dad is like the really really nerdy hippie old dad. That's that's what <laughs> I love like. that. Like my partner gets along amazingly with him. He's just like a quiet, really funny, really sarcastic dude who like microdoses mushrooms every week <clears throat> for anxiety. And like we'll talk to you about drugs until the cows come home. But like he also is a really successful salesman for like a really big company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up with like a lot of those kinds of standards. Like I I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. We had five hundred acres and a seven hundred person town. Like very very small. And I worked the farm every day before school and every day after school. And as soon as I was 16, I was like, see ya, I'm going to live in the city. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
I don't want any more cows. I want to be a city <laughs> kid, Dad. You get out of this house, young lady. Yeah. You well, go my, live in the city. My dad lived in the city my whole life. And my mom, when they split up, took us up north. And we okay. lived on a farm. So my dad's lived here my whole life. And I was like, my whole life, I was like, I don't want to move to Toronto. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. All that I had when I grew up was drugs and cows. And I didn't do drugs. So it wasn't fun. Have cows. Yeah. <laughs> But that's all there was to do where I grew up. Yeah. So. Kind of sounds like bickering without the cows. Pretty much to do here. Yeah. A lot of people do. I'm not gonna say where I live, but yeah, that's that's really. None of people listen to this that know where small towns in Ontario are. I'm very open well, being... about being in Toronto on the internet, so I don't mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Toronto's. Toronto's a... Yeah, Toronto has. <laughs> Like, hard to find, it's a bit harder to find someone in Toronto, but yeah. yeah, in the small town that I'm from and living in currently, I just, especially being female, I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah your your town, make my location your town's a bit smaller yeah, than ninety two thousand people, and I don't yeah. know how recent that number is. So, I believe it's way higher than that. No, I well, sure. well, Toronto is Toronto's like ten twenty times the amount of Pickering. Yeah, I just oh, is that where you're at? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I was confused. No, yeah, I think because the the sign always says ninety two thousand. I'm like, I don't. I feel like that number's old. I there's there's no way there's still like they're fucking they're building townhouses and shit just every week, and they're going for like yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean, if you mm-hmm. consider the entire GTA. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That number has to be just like. I, I mean, even in just like Toronto Center, like Toronto proper, it's like condos going up every single day. And well, yeah, when you can't. I mean, granted, most of them are empty, but when you can't build across, you got to build up. Pretty much. We went on a whole tangent there, didn't we? We did. We did. Totally <laughs> off topic, but that's okay. I feel like it was on topic <laughs> until we started talking about population. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any questions, Nark, about anything that we talked about today? Uh, oh, th- this this episode was definitely a um, lot easier to follow than last time. What did you guys do last time? Kind of just everything. Just kind of like an introductory, like yeah. spiel about what we were going to talk about, what our plans were for this series, and I just kind of like just threw a bunch of information at him. Yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> like, here's what we're gonna be talking about. It's gonna be fun. He's like, yay. He's <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> a lot. And we've been going for three times as long as last episode, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I... fine because that last episode was just an introduction. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It was it was bound to be short and every episode from here on is either going to be about that length or longer. So I don't know. I don't, big, I don't know how long we can. Yeah, I, f- I feel like an hour is normally good, like for a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I, I have to figure out how to edit things, so it probably won't. I believe in you. I don't. I don't. Chop all the boring <laughs> bits out. So anytime I, you know, anytime I talk. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew it was gonna be something self-deprecating. I that is that is all I do. They know you already. Same. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a reason I call myself the most subpar Twitch streamer. Yep, the most subpar content. Yeah, on Twitch. But yeah, this this was good. It was... Yes, it was. And do you yeah. have anything to add, Cat? Any any last thoughts? I don't think so. I think we we've covered most of most of everything. I think the the one big takeaway would be 
If you don't already, put your pronouns in your bio on social media. Do it, please. It's very even important. Even if you're cisgender. Even if you're cisgender. It's, it's really Because important. it normalizes it. Yeah. Um, and it normalizes asking people their pronouns. It's hard to do if things you're... on social media, though, and I don't do that. <laughs> it takes two seconds. You have an Instagram and a Twitter. I have an Instagram and a Twitter that I barely use. The last picture I posted on Instagram was months ago. You use Twitter, that. I, I don't use... use Instagram like I post stories every once in a blue moon. I very rarely post like actual posts, but I use Twitter quite a bit and always, always, always make sure that your pronouns are in it because it normalizes it for us people who feel like we need to in order to have our pronouns respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, like personally, my pronouns are in everything. Like if you look at my Discord, it's in my like right underneath my name is they them because even on Discord. Um, even since changing my name to Cat, I still get misgendered quite often from people who like don't know me. So it just makes things easier. Um, and yeah, normalize normalize asking people their pronouns, please. It makes it so mm-hmm. much easier for you to walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, my name's this. These are my pronouns. What are yours?" Instead of me going up to somebody and being like, "Hi, cisgender person. My pronouns are they them. I hope you respect me enough as a human to use them." You know, it opens up that conversation for me to be able to be like. Hey, I use rude pronouns. Can you maybe respect that? That'd be great. <laughs> respect it. Use it, please. <laughs> that's that's probably the only takeaway that I think I would like a cisgender person to know. Um, that and don't apologize when you misgender me, please. So those are the yeah. two things. <laughs> Just correct yourself and carry on. Yeah. Don't put me in that situation where I feel like I need to say that it's all right when it's not. Doesn't mean I hate you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you do hate people, just not because that. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> There's other reasons I hate you. Don't worry. I, I hate you because you exist, not because of what you are. It's just because you are, you are a person. You take up you take up this space in the universe, and I hate you for that. Sorry, you're sounding it's a lot like Toads. Damn. Uh, speak of the devil, Toads just said, "Get schooled better, Narc." Uh, I don't have Twitch open, so I can't see any comments. We're ending it, Toads, so fuck off. Alright, well, thank you so much to our guest, Cat Person. Go follow them on social medias and uh, on Twitch. They stream lots of cool games. Um, their user is Cat Person with an underscore after it. K-A-T-E-R-S-O-N underscore. Cat with a K. Yeah, Cat with a K. And thank you to Nark for being a willing student and absorbing all of this information. Being, I hope you learned lots of things. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite thing you learned today? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite. I think I just learned stuff. <laughs> it's a process. Right? That's good enough. That's good enough. Also, thank you for the follow, Cat. You're welcome. <laughs> have fun. Uh, yes. Have fun getting no alerts for when I'm streaming because I haven't streamed. A month yeah i've been busy oh, at work i'll be streaming majora's mask tomorrow i'm gonna finish yeah. that bad boy yes but also go follow baby narc on his social medias and follow me that girl with cat ears if you're so inclined it varies on social media with a s or a z at the end because on twitch that girl with the cat ears with an s was taken we so. we have a link tree for um our stuff i will post cats stuff in the show notes um yeah and 
Uh, this should go live within a day. Probably by tomorrow. On Spotify, if I... it should be pretty instant. <laughs> I think everything's pretty instant. It was a pleasure having you.